You guys glad to be here today? Man, it is, it is so awesome. Thank you, Pastor Trevor, for giving me the opportunity to, to speak and to hang out with you guys today. Uh, as he already said, we're from Oklahoma City, and I know there's a little bit maybe of some animosity uh, between the South Texas region and the state of Oklahoma, um, but I'm not an Oklahoman. I'm an Arkansan, so we are no threat whatsoever. <laughs> Um, but so we are, we're super glad to be here. As he referenced, um, my pastor, thank you. If he's watching uh, this morning, you're gonna see this. Uh, I, it's so awesome to have a senior pastor that will allow us to come be part of what is going on here at Radical Church. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but you have an incredible church. I'm gonna say that again, because that was a perfect time to shout and get excited and, and get a little feedback here. You have an incredible church. And you have incredible leadership and their family. And what is so incredible for us is to just as Pastor Trevor referenced a moment ago, and I leaned over to him at the beginning of worship, and I'm not gonna get emotional when I talk about this. But I remember sitting in my living room and all of this was just a dream. This was a conversation, an idea. And because of his faithfulness, the faithfulness of the team and you guys and God's faithfulness, this dream is a reality and you are a blessing from God. So go ahead and give it up for your team and your church this morning. This is, this is incredible. Uh, I'm, I am just so thrilled to be here. As he said, um, my wife, uh, which will in May, my wife of 11 years is here with me and uh, I'm so glad that she is here. Um, we have three kids, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and a six-year-old. I think we've got a photo of them. Uh, they are incredible. Yes, we paid them with uh, fruit snacks to do that and take that picture. Because <laughs> anybody that has kids know that to get your kids to do that for any length of time is virtually impossible. So, um, but uh, we missed them today. I wish they could be here, but I'm gonna be honest. It is nice to have a weekend just to be with you. Um, so... Uh, miss them, wish they could be here, but we're going to jump into the word. Is that okay? Yeah. We're continuing this series, Habits, the Habit of Health. And I'll be honest, you know, when, when preachers travel, a lot of the time we kind of travel with the same kind of messages we rotate. Um, but this is a fresh word. I'll be honest, I don't go around just preaching about health that often, but Pastor Trevor asked me to preach on this today. I'm excited to talk about it, and I hope that as we go through this idea today and unpack it a little bit, that it will be more, the idea of health will be more than just what you realize, that we can go deeper beyond just the physical and understand that health is more about just than what you see. But health is about a lot deeper of who you are spiritually, who you are emotionally, who you are mentally. And there are benefits that happen physically, but health is a lot more than just what meets the eye. You know, when we talk about building habits, um, habits are kind of like relatives. We all have them and some we like, some maybe we wish they'd go live in Oklahoma, um, <laughs> You know, it's habits are repetitious actions that maybe we think or that we do. And at the end of the day, habits are important because they shape the person that you are becoming. And much more important than just what you do is the person that you are actively becoming. Because you can do one thing, but be another person. And God is much more concerned with who you are becoming. So we're talking about the habit of health. What is Health. I think for most of us, if we're honest, when we think about this, this idea or the concept or even just the word health, we immediately think something very much based on appearance 
or size or weight or your mile time or how much you bench press. Funny story, Pastor Trevor and I were working out one time and he dropped a barbell on my face. We can get into that later. Um, <laughs> that's the story I thought you were gonna tell the team this morning. You know, but we, we get so stressed out about this little small piece of machinery that lays on the floor called a scale, right? Like the number that, that shows up when we go to step on this little thing affects us on a deep level. And there's a lot of impact that happens and we equate our health with what we see on a small piece of machinery that you can buy at a Walmart. But is that really health? Should that really make an impact on the way that we view ourselves. You know, January is the month that for most people, this is where we make our investment into a local gym or a fitness club that we may or may not ever darken the door of, but we've made our investment. We've, we've bought in to the idea that we're going to be part of this and we're moving towards becoming healthy, becoming fit, becoming the person that we want to become. Cause really that's what we say when we want to be healthy. We want to become the person that we desire to be the person that we think that we are not. And so this is how it always happens at the beginning of the year. You know, you come in strutting into church and people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing great. I'm on a diet. <laughs> AKA the 21 days of prayer and fasting. <laughs> but I'm on a diet. I'm on a new workout plan. I'm gonna get fit. I'm gonna get healthy. I went and bought the new outfits. I got my running shoes. I don't run, but I look like I do. You know, you've got all the gear. You're ready to go. You've got the appearance because we're gonna get healthy. We're going to look good, feel good, and become the person that we desire to become. But can I submit to you that maybe the cultural idea of what it means to be healthy in reality has very little to do with your health. You know, as followers of Jesus, whether or not you realize it, we have a responsibility to be healthy. We have a biblical mandate to be healthy as followers of Jesus. We're gonna look at a couple of passages of scripture and we're gonna kind of move around today because I want you to kind of see the full narrative of our responsibility and what God really wants for us when we look at our health. So we're gonna start in 1 Peter and then jump over to 1 Corinthians. But in 1 Peter 4 and 10, it says this, that each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its very various forms. That whatever gift you have received, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. He says, do you not know, Paul speaking, that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, again, this word, whom you have received. So we've, been, we've received grace. We've, been, we've received blessings from God to steward. You have this body that you have been given, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you are not your own. Verse 20, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now, I know all the really fit people in the room just immediately said, see, there it is right there. My 18-inch biceps and my little waist honors God. <laughs> That's what it says. That's what Paul is trying to, to tell me right here, that my responsibility is to have the prettiest or the manliest physically impressive temple that the Holy Spirit has ever seen, right? Like, that's what Paul's saying? Wrong. And don't, let, don't get me wrong here. 
Your health is important. And, and we'll look at that in the challenges that we're gonna issue for you guys to do every single day this week. I take my nutrition, I take my training, my recovery, all very serious. I love the, the strain and the, and the mental toughness of, of exercise and physical activity and the rewards that come from it and the energy that I have to, to live life and to follow God's call. But being fit in your body, even though it has value, being fit is not the goal of health. It is a benefit of health. Hear me, having a great physical appearance, feeling like you've got it all together physically is not the goal. It's a benefit of the goal, which is stewardship over what God has given you. That doesn't mean that your health is gonna look like somebody else's. It doesn't mean that your body, your physical appearance, your idea of what you should be, should be like someone else, but it is to steward what God has given you. Let me explain. First Timothy 4 and 8. Paul even understands this and reveals this to us. He says, for physical training is of some value. What is he saying? He's not saying that taking care of your body is worthless. He's saying it's very important. However, godliness has value for all things. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Jesus says in Mark 8, 36 and 37, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Why are we running those two verses in parallel? Because what good is it for someone to lose 50 pounds if you have no spiritual discipline? What good is it for someone to have a six pack and no joy in your heart? What good is it for someone to be able to run 10 miles but you have no peace in your home? Health is much more than your waistline, big muscles, or eating your weight in grass. But health is about your mindset, your choices, the desires, and the pursuit of your life as you do your best to steward what God has given you and to honor him that has given it to you. Health can't be just physical because we are not just physical beings. See, if we understand who we are and who God has created us to be and that the Holy Spirit, if we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit lives inside of us, then health can't be just about my body because we are a full makeup of physical, mental, and spiritual beings. So I've got a definition that I wanna use of health for today that's gonna kind of shape our conversation today about this. So when we think about health, I want us to think about it in this way. We can throw that on the screen. Health is maintaining sustainable rhythms that benefit you body, mind, and soul. Then in order for me to be healthy, I have to maintain sustainable rhythms in my life that benefit my body, that benefit my mind and my soul. And health in all of these areas are built upon the same four principles. You wanna get healthy physically, they're built on these four principles. You wanna get healthy in your mind? Let's be honest, the past couple of years, our mental health has been a very real battle, amen? And just because you're a Christian does not mean that we are eliminated or exempt from the mental battles that we all face. There's a real mental struggle. There's a real spiritual struggle that we deal with every single day. Paul says that we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of this dark world that we live within. There are very real, real spiritual battles that are taking place that are warring for your soul. 
The moment that you step into radical church, that you give your life to Jesus, that you dedicate to him and say, God, I want to become the person that you have desired for me to be, the enemy just put you on their radar. So now we're in a battle for our soul. We want to be healthy in our soul. It operates off these same four principles that we're going to look at today. Number one, health begins in a desire for change. Health begins in a desire for change. It does not start at the new year. In fact, when I was doing fitness coaching and nutritional coaching, I would intentionally not allow clients to start on January 1. We started somewhere in the middle of December. Why? Because I wanted to break the idea that the reason you're beginning this is because the calendar flipped over to the next year. Because if you want to begin and see change in your life, if you're beginning just because the calendar date went from 21 to 22, it will not last. Change begins when I am dissatisfied with where I am today. And I want to see God do something new tomorrow in my life, in my family. It happens when we look at our life, our choices, our habits, and we think this shouldn't be this way. Where we're at today has to change. Change is a choice. And I love the way that Mark Batterson says, he says that you are one decision away from a totally different life. One decision away. And even as simple as that may sound, we all know that it is not that easy to change. Change is difficult. Change requires a break in the, in the status quo and the normal routine of our life. Change requires us to remove things in our life, maybe that we enjoy but they're not of great benefit to us. You know, sometimes we, in order to see change in our life, we have to eliminate things that are not necessarily bad, but they do not help you become the person you desire to be. So we have to make change. It's hard, let's be honest, it's hard to eat less pizza and less wings. It's hard. Pizza and wings, we talk about stewarding the gifts of grace that God has given us. Pizza and wings are included in that. They are gifts that God has given us, especially when it comes time to the Super Bowl, which the Dallas Cowboys should be a part of, but we'll just move for, and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I'm in mourning. It's hard to let the Cowboys go. It's hard to get up and exercise when it's early and you don't feel like it, when the temperature says it's going to be 70 degrees, and in the morning it's 32, and you did not come adequately dressed to be in South Texas. I showed up to dinner last night in shorts and it was a terrible decision. <laughs> it's hard to change. It's hard when you stop at Bucky's to not eat the entire bag of beaver nuggets. Yeah. It's hard. It really is. They're like Pringles. Once you eat one, it's like an addiction. They're, we got to eat the whole bag. It's hard to take every thought captive that's unhealthy for my mind. Yeah. It's hard to change. It's hard to in the relationship that may be toxic to your spirit even though you enjoy that person. Change is hard and often change requires pain. And as human beings, we like to avoid pain at all costs, amen? Nobody enjoys pain. Nobody embraces pain, but change always costs us something. I had a friend that he, he told me, he's like, my, my goal for this year is I want to be able to run a six-minute mile. 
I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Let's start working towards that. So we put him on a treadmill. I gave him the goals and the times, the split times that he needed to, to work on, running a, a 400 meter here, a 400 meter there, and running it at certain times so we could increase his endurance to be able to meet this goal. And so I go by his treadmill one day when I see him at the gym and he's, he's got it set on an eight minute mile pace. Okay, we're, we're, we're establishing a base. We're working towards the goal. I come by a couple of weeks later and he's on there running. He's doing, he's, you know, he's going through the motions, doing, doing what we've told him to do. And I'm proud of him. I'm like, great. He's, he's carrying it out. He's establishing the habit. But I look at his mile time and, and the, the speed is still set on eight minutes. And I thought, okay, you know, we're still, we're still getting the habit. He's in the gym. That's improvement, right? Amen. Like he showed up. Like I'm not where I want to be, but I'm here. About six weeks later, I see him again. We, we both had some things going on. We didn't really get to meet up. But he said, hey, I've been in the gym every day. I'm still doing it. I'm working on it. I'm like, I'm proud of you, man. I can't wait to, to see your progress. So I, I meet him at the gym and I go over and he's pouring sweat. He's, he's been on there for a while, just pouring sweat. And I'm thinking he, ha- he has to have met his goal. Like this guy is sweating profusely. There is some work going on here. And I go over and look at the screen and his pace is still set on eight minutes. You will never see the change you want to see in your life until you change your pace. As you can put in the work, you can continue through the habits and the routines, but until that pace begins to change, until the rhythms begin to change, until the habits begin to change, we will never get to where we want to go. That's great you're showing up. That's great you're here every week. But have you taken the next step? Are you serving? Are you trusting God? Are you involved? Are you getting in community? Are you in your word? What changes are taking place to build not just your physical health, but your mental health, your spiritual health, to be who God has called you to be? You got to change your pace. You got to change your rhythm. If you want to get healthy physically, it's going to cost. You want to get healthy mentally. You want to get healthy spiritually. You want to be a better leader. You want to be a better father, husband, mother, business owner. It's going to cost the cost of change. It's gonna cost us our pride, our time, our energy, our focus, maybe our ambition. And here's the hard one. It may cost you some control. Uh, The three people just wanted to get up and walk out right there. (laughs) We like control. But if we wanna see change, it's gonna cost us an open hand to let God lead us and direct us. I wanna be healthy but health begins with a desire for change. Number two, health is built on personal disciplines. This is where, we, we, this is where people are like, all right, I'm out. We have a responsibility to be healthy, like we said, because health is a form of stewardship, but whose responsibility is it? It's mine. No one else can be responsible for my health but me. No one else can be responsible for your health but you. And we, we really struggle to embrace this principle because for most of us, when, when, we, when we encounter struggles or we fail to reach our goal or we miss the mark, we always look for someone or something to blame. We want to push it off. And in and, and professional terms, you know, a lot of times we would call that a lack of maturity, a lack of responsibility, a lack of desire. But really, in, in professional terms, it's called emotional mismanagement. You're like, whoa, I didn't come to church for that today. <laughs> it's called emotional mismanagement. 
And it's a defense mechanism by the brain because we want to shift blame to make the decisions that we've made, the things that have happened to us, move away from us because it frees us of responsibility and it's easier than the truth that we might be wrong. This is a hard one even for me to swallow because we never like to embrace the truth that we might be wrong. We might be responsible. And this is where the personal discipline element kicks in because discipline is the ability to push yourself forward, to stay motivated and to take action. Here's the key, regardless of how you are feeling or thinking, feelings get us really distracted from our purpose. What we feel in the moment, our emotions take control. In short, discipline enables us to take responsibility for our health. Now, I know there's at least three people in here right now that you're like, now this sounds like a lot of, this, this part, I was with you on the change, like that sounds biblical, but this part just sounds like a lot of, you know, motivational talk and, you know, psychology with this emotional mismanagement stuff. I haven't heard anything about the Bible on this point. You know what? I'm, I'm so glad you asked because I would love to take this to scripture. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, and we're actually gonna look at several scriptures with this. It says, now all discipline seems to be painful at the time. We all in agreement there? Amen. Yes, it is. Yet later, it will produce a transformation of character. It will bring a change, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield it. Proverbs 25 and 28, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. A man without self-control, what's he talking about? Self-discipline, personal disciplines the habits that we build and establish in our life. Proverbs 13 and verse four, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. I love the way another version says it in the Passion Translation, same verse, Proverbs 13, four, the slacker who wants it all and ends up with nothing, but the hard worker ends up with all that he longed for. There will always be a reason why we think we can't or aren't able or don't have the time to do something. But today we have to make the choice to take responsibility. If we want to be healthy, if you truly want to establish habits that will make yourself healthy in body, mind, and soul, we have to be people that take responsibility. I can't put it off on someone else. I can't wait till it's convenient. I can't wait till it's easy because guess what? It's never gonna get easy. It's never gonna get easy to take care of yourself. It's never gonna get easier to lead your family well. It's never gonna get easier to trust God with the unknown. See, this is so much bigger than what you look like physically. But this bleeds into the area of can I trust God with everything? And I have to take responsibility. So I want us to declare in our life that for my physical health, I'm taking responsibility today. For my mental health, I'm taking responsibility. For the health of my marriage, I'm taking responsibility. For the health of my business, and even one step further, for the health of my church. This isn't just your pastor's responsibility, but for the health of my church, that I'm bought into the vision, that I'm bought into what God is doing, I'm gonna take responsibility. This is not like some kind of name it and claim it type declaration, but this is a declaration of action that we are going to do something with what God has given us. Health is, begins with a desire for change. It's built 
on our personal disciplines. And since we're talking about personal disciplines, we're gonna go ahead and, and throw the challenge out there for you. So if you're taking notes, or if you're not taking notes, uh, go ahead and start right now at this point, because these are the things you're gonna do every day this week. Let's go ahead and throw it up. Number one, we're going to drink 40 to 60 ounces of water today. I'm gonna take responsibility for this. I'm gonna drink some water. Why? Because water is healthy for your body. Number two, I'm gonna move 30 minutes every day. Why are we doing this? Because it's good for our body and it's good for our mind. Now, this does not have to be, I gotta be in the gym 30 minutes a day throwing around weight. This could be a prayer walk that you do for 30 minutes. Isn't it amazing that we can build our bodies and build our soul and our mind all at the same time? I'm gonna go walk for 30 minutes and spend some time with God. I'm gonna go across the street and I'm gonna help my neighbor with yard work for 30 minutes. I'm gonna take care of their kids so they can get out and have a date night together. Now I'm making an impact in my community and in my neighborhood. All because I just chose to take responsibility for my health. Number three, this is the last one. I'm gonna encourage a per- one person every single day. And you're like, well, nobody encourages me. You know what I've found with following God? A lot of times, if I will give what I need, God will supply what I lack. So when I need encouragement, when I need to be lifted, when I need my soul to have peace and comfort, when I give that to somebody else, God supplies all that I need. So if you see in parentheses, we're gonna improve the health of our body. We're gonna improve the health of our mind. We're gonna improve the health of our soul. How? By taking responsibility. Health begins with a desire for change. It's built on personal disciplines. And number three, health is maintained in focus. Health is maintained in focus. Our very first scripture that we looked at, 1 Peter 4 and 10, he said, each of you should use whatever gift who has received, you have received. It is not your responsibility to use the gift that I have received. This is where we get off track a lot. The fastest way to hinder your health is to compare yourself to the habits of somebody else. Comparison will kill your growth every single time. I, I walked into the, to the gym one day and I noticed uh, there was this group of ladies. There was about six of them that all got on the treadmill together and almost had matching outfits on. I didn't know whether to be scared or afraid, to run, to lead. To, I didn't know what to do. It looked way too organized in a gym. So all six of these ladies, they get on the, the, the treadmills together together. Um, and at this gym, there was about, there are 40 treadmills in a row and they're right smack dab in the middle and kind of in the center point of the gym to where everyone can see. And I noticed that there was a lady kind of in the middle and then a lady on the end that they kept eyeing each other the whole time. And one would start to, and they're all walking together, one would start to walk a little faster. And I noticed this one would look down and she would start to walk a little faster. And then the one on the end would look down and she'd start hitting that button again and now she's up to a jog. Then the other one would start to jog. So then we, we started going to the next level. We started going on an incline. <laughs> now, mind you, I have basically ceased to be involved in my workout at all. And I'm just watching this happen from the other side of the gym, just like, okay, this is fun. <laughs> By the end of this experience, both of these ladies have their treadmills so high, they're having to hold on simply so they don't fall off and they're running. And in my mind, I'm imagining the one yelling to the other, you will not outdo me, Karen, you cannot. (laughs) But this is what we do. 
We look at what somebody else is doing and we think that's what I've got to do to be successful. That's what I've got to do to be happy. That's what I've got to do to be healthy. And all the while we miss what God has called us to. Steward the gift that you have been given. I can never find health running someone else's race. I will always miss what God has called me to do and led me to do if I'm focused on what someone else is doing. And when I compare myself to other people, I always tend to try to do more, be more, and run a pace that was not designed for me. And that is not sustainable. Remember our definition of health from the very beginning. Health is maintaining sustainable rhythms that benefit me body, mind, and soul. Paul said that I have run the race, I have kept the faith. What's he talking about? This idea of following Jesus is not a sprint. This is a marathon. And if we want to be healthy, we have to understand the sustainable pace of life of which we live. When I lose focus on my race, when I lose focus on my goals, when I lose focus on my health, here are some signs that your rhythm of life is not sustainable. Four signs that your pace is not sustainable. We're talking about losing focus. You're always in a hurry. Always in a hurry. You don't have time to talk to people. You don't have time to be aware of what's going on in the world around you. You don't, you don't have time for the problems of your coworkers. Somebody wants to talk to you about a need and you don't have time to hear them because you're always in a hurry. You gotta do more. You gotta be more. You gotta accomplish more. And I understand. We live in a fast-paced life, Right? Like on, on a Pop-Tart box, there is directions for the microwave that says insert pastry for three seconds. Did you know this is on there? Three seconds. If the toaster is too slow, you can use the microwave for three seconds. We live in a fast-paced life. But are you in such a hurry that you miss opportunities around you every day? Always in a hurry. We're always busy. Then there's a difference. Because if I'm always busy, I never have time for rest. I never have time for Sabbath, which in our culture, we think that rest is for the weak, but rest is for the mature because Sabbath is a biblical command. We're always unsatisfied. I'm not saying don't have ambition, but Paul instructs us to be content in every season because we are not the one that is the source of our happiness. God is. So I will be content in every season. When we show up to church and there's 180 people here, I'm going to be content. When I show up to church and there's 500 people, I'm still content. In the middle of COVID, when there's five of us and the rest of them are online, I'm content. Why? Because I know that God is the source of my happiness and my peace. Last sign that my pace is not sustainable is I'm always tired. And I know that sounds so non-spiritual and non-preachy, but have you ever realized in life that sometimes you never feel rejuvenated? You come into church, you sit in this wonderful time of worship, which your worship team is incredible, by the way. I don't know if you're aware of this, but your worship team kills it. Listen, and I've been to some churches where if somebody asks me about the worship team, I'm like, you know what? Your signs in the back look fantastic. Just avoid the question. But I'll talk about this team all day, especially Tim. Been playing with this guy for over a decade, legend. I've got some pictures probably some of y'all in this church would love to see from back in the day. Anyways, back to my point. 
You come in, you hear this amazing time of worship, you're led into God's presence, you hear a challenging word, and you walk out still tired. Why? Because your life is out of rhythm, and it's not sustainable. And today, we, if we want to be healthy, our health is maintained in our focus on the things that matter, on the things that benefit our soul, that benefit our mind, that benefit our body. Number four, I'm gonna start to wrap up with this. Our health is guarded in accountability. Our health is guarded in accountability. You've gotta protect this process. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, you know what? There's some things in my life that is a little out of balance. Maybe it's in my body. Maybe it's in my mind. Maybe it's in my spirit. Maybe it's in my family, whatever. But I've got to get some things healthy in my life today. I've got to get them in rhythm. I'm going to take responsibility. That's great. I'm glad you're picking up the challenge, but then you've got to protect that process. That's why I love that you guys talked about community last week. One of the best ways you can protect process, have accountability, get in a group. Get in a group, church center app on your phone. You can get your phone out right now and download it if you want. Shame, I'm shamelessly plugging your groups right now. You need accountability. You need relationship to protect what God is doing. Find a group, ask your spouse, find a friend. Do not do this alone. We were not created to live this life isolated. We're created to be in community. We're created to be in relationship. Protect the process. Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 says this, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him, but a threefold cord is not quickly broken. We're always better when we do this together. So today, let's make a choice, myself included. Let's make a choice together that we're gonna get healthy. We're gonna get healthy I'm not just gonna reduce the number I see on the scale. I'm not just gonna get fit, but I wanna get healthy totally and completely. And it's a choice. And it is gonna cost you something. And it is your responsibility. But when we do this together, we will see a change with the spirit of God going through us that is like none other. And so today, I need to take responsibility. I've already said it many times, but I'm gonna be like a broken record with it today. I'm taking responsibility, not just for my body, but my mind and my soul. I'm taking responsibility. And maybe you've been passing blame that because, because of COVID and because my life's crazy and my work schedule and I've got so much I wanna do and there's so many things I wanna accomplish and I just don't have the time. No, 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 we're not passing blame anymore. We're taking responsibility. And maybe you've been holding on to some Labels and identities that have been the reason because of what someone has spoken over you and something that you latched onto and you thought you were, but God says that within him, you are a new creation. So today I take responsibility even for my identity. I'm gonna get healthy today. And maybe you've lost focus or simply just putting it off because you know that it's going to be hard to change. Today we gotta get healthy. So we're gonna make the choice. Look at your neighbor on your right and say, neighbor, I'm taking responsibility. Look at your other neighbor and say, second choice. Will you help me take responsibility? We got to do this together. And I believe that 
God is going to help you and give you the strength to lead your life well as you honor him. So can we stand together as, as we close today and then I'm gonna turn it over to Pastor Trevor. And with every head up and every eye open, yes, that is backwards from what we usually to say at this point. Every head up, every eye open, you're in this place, you'd say, I wanna take responsibility, make the choice, I'm gonna get healthy. All across this place, will you lift your hand? If you're gonna get healthy, let's raise our hands together. Look around the room. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. I wanna pray over you and then we're gonna close today. Father, we thank you so much for your grace that we already talked about at the end of worship. That God, if it wasn't for your death and your resurrection, we wouldn't even be gathered here together. So God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your favor today that you've given us. God, and I pray now for all of us, even though some may be under so much stress, so much anxiety, we may be weak in our mind and in our body today because we're so tired of the weight that we're carrying. God, we know in you, God, that your burden is easy, that your weight is light, that we can walk in strength and authority, not because of who we are, but because you live in us. So God, today we step into our authority and we're gonna get healthy. We're gonna get healthy in every area of our life as you lead us. So God, today we thank you. We thank you for the authority that we have in our life. God, I pray today that you would lift souls, that you would give encouragement, that you would bring peace to homes. God, for every person that thinks they can't, God, with you we can. For every person that can't seem to get past the struggle that they've been fighting over and over again, God, today you're gonna give us new revelation. You're gonna give us strength, God, and we believe for breakthrough. God, we thank you today because you are so good. You are so good to us. So God, give us the strength, the focus, the discipline, the determination to put into practice that which we have heard this morning and help us become the people, the men and the women that you have called us to be. I'm going to establish the habit of my home because this isn't just about me, but it's about the ones that I lead, my family, my business, my church. I'm gonna get healthy today and we believe, God, that you're gonna help us, you're gonna strengthen us and empower us to be who you've created us to be. It's in the holy and wonderful name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Pastor Trevor. Give it up for Pastor Joseph. Come on. You know, when I asked him to preach on this, uh, I, I said, hey, you know, I know this might not be something you normally preach on. And he said, no, I don't get the opportunity to preach on this ever really. And so, uh, but I know he's passionate about seeing people step into their destiny. And, and, and I'm thinking about just for a second, if you wouldn't mind, take a seat for a moment. I just wanna close this out before we leave with one thought that I feel like the Lord gave me as I was listening to this. Tom Brady just retired, okay? If you know anything about football, you know I love, I love to talk about football. I talk about it all the time. But Tom Brady had been in the league for many, many seasons and was winning Super Bowls over the age of 40. Just amazing what he was able to do. And Tom Brady, if you know anything about him, he really takes care of his body. He really took care of his health over his entire career. It's an incredible career that he's had. And the reason that he was able to do that and still perform at an elite level as a quarterback in the NFL in his 40s, 
Now, some of y'all are 45 here today and you're thinking, ain't no way that I'm gonna be playing football right now with those dudes coming after me. It's just not gonna happen, okay? Even me right now being almost 30, I'm like, I couldn't even do that. There's no way I I wouldn't survive. And yet Tom Brady's in his 40s doing it at an elite level. How was he able to do that? Because he took care of his body. He, he actually is a vegan. He doesn't even eat meat. He has a very specific diet plan that he does. It's very, very specific. He has all these people taking care of him and helping him, of course. But he was able to perform at elite level because he took care of himself. And this is the, this is the thing that I was thinking about sitting right there. When I'm that age, when I'm 60, when I'm 70 years old, am I not gonna be able to continue in the destiny and the plan that God has for my life because I didn't take care of myself when I was younger? And I would hate this for you, no matter what stage of life that you're in right now. And I know there's some things you can't control with health. There's some things that just happen and I understand that. But for the things that we can control, you know what? I would hate to see each and every one of us not be able to step into something that God has for us, not be able to start that new business, not be able uh, to start this new ministry, not be able to do something that you wanna do in your life, something that God maybe has for you in your life because your health doesn't allow you to do that. I would hate to see us to get to that place. So thank you for this word. Honestly, it challenged me. Did it challenge you guys today? Because it certainly challenged me. I know it's not something we normally get to hear in church, but I think it's so important Our spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional health is all so, so important. They all work together. So one more time, can we give it up for Pastor Joseph today? Love you, buddy. Let me pray us out and then we'll have a great week. Father, I thank you for this time together that we get to worship you and we get to talk about being healthy and what that looks like biblically. There's so much throughout scripture that you've given us about health and yet so many times we skip over it and we don't talk about it in church. So I'm glad that we were able to do that today and to be challenged, not just by Joseph, but honestly by your Holy Spirit, by your word that you've given us. This is challenging scriptures that we're looking at right now. God, would you help us as we close out this series about habits to develop healthy habits, mind, body, and soul. Lord, I know it's been, it's been such a teaching moment for us these last four weeks, but I pray that some of these concepts and some of these things that we've talked about through scripture, some of these things we talk about even with psychology and how we are as humans, Lord, just being able to openly talk about these things. God, I pray that, that we would hold on to these healthy habits, that we would develop Bible reading, prayer, community, and health. And as we do, that we would be able to step into something greater than we've ever seen before, that we would not miss out on something you have for us because of our health that we wouldn't miss out on something that you have for us because we're not in our prayer closet praying to you and lifting up your name, that we wouldn't miss out on something because we haven't been in the word and we don't know what it is that you expect of us, what it is that you have for us through scripture and we wouldn't miss out on community and friendships because we think that we can do life alone. God, I know that there's so much you have for each and every one of us here today. Would you seal this word and help us to take on these challenges together as a church family? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hey, we love you guys so much. Get in the group and we'll see you next week. God bless you.